of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We're back to go over the recap of UFC 281 this weekend. What a card. I mean, I think starting on the undercard, before the uh, before they even got to the, the main card, they had already broken their record for, I think, seven first-round knockouts, um, which was pretty wild. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, it, it started off, the, the whole card was, was pretty awesome. Yeah, I actually didn't end up watching it until uh, the main event happened, so I didn't see anything from any, any, of, the, any of the undercards. You didn't miss anything because all the guys that I wanted to win struggled a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> saw Molly lost. Man, Hooker looked phenomenal. He looked better than he's ever looked, and his, his opponent um, needs to go to wrestling practice. All right, yeah, let's let's jump in and talk about that. You and I texted a little bit during this one. Um, Pueyas looked like it seemed to me that he felt like his only option to or his only way to win was a leg lock, and he didn't believe he could win any other way. Well, I don't know that he thought that was his only way to win. I think he thinks he thought it was his only way to get to the ground. You know, he couldn't yeah. take him down with a shot. He got sprawled on, um, so we dove right in on the MNRI roll trying to set up the leg lock. And he got close at the beginning, you know, when he was still sticky. Yeah. And yeah. then once once that went away, man, uh, uh, Dan Hooker's teep kick to the belly, that front snap kick to the to the stomach yep. that Honor does yep. really well. Second one, you could see it hurt him. Third one, he was dying. Fourth one, it was a wrap. That was it. And he even had a round in between. He went right back to it. I was was that wasn't there a round in between? He came out right at the beginning of round two, and that's when he did that. Yeah, yeah, he had he had landed a couple of it, a couple of them in the middle to the end of the uh, first rounds, and then went right back to it, and you could tell right away he was hurting. Were you surprised that that was Pueyes' attack? I mean, it seemed like he could have lots of ways he could have gone. Yeah, when- I had not seen him fight before. Okay, um, I knew he was coming off. I think we talked about four or five wins, and Hooker was coming off four losses, and it was just kind of a. For me, I was like, well, I'm, I'm probably going to go with a guy that's got the steam behind him right now, you know. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I was wrong on that because I, I like Dan Hooker a lot. And uh, he, looked, he looked really good. He was crisp. His defense was very good. He was very yeah. calm. When the guy was on his leg, he was calm. And it was just good to see him uh, get back in the win column. Talk about that leg lock for a second. Is that a difficult um... – is, is it difficult to set that in? And, and how did Pueyas look when he was trying to put it on? Did it look like he knew what he was doing? Yeah. Yeah. Once he got there, he did. He, he, uh, he got it tied up pretty well. And, and his, his hips were above Dan's knee. And that's what you need. You know, you want, once Dan's knee is visible from the back, he's out. And, and he, he had it deep for a little bit. He was starting to switch at one point as well when Dan was trying to to spin out, he was trying to switch to what we call double trouble. And uh, then he would have been in a lot of trouble again, and he ended up getting out of it. But what happened was at one point he could have sprawled, got out, and then got up, and he tried to stay on him. And I yeah. think his corner went went wild on him. It was like, get up, get up, get up. And then he got up and, you know, did his thing. But um, he had gone through all of that to to escape and then kind of tried to stay on top and, and try to ground and pound. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, Hooker seemed crisp, but it also looked like the the jabs that he were th- he was throwing they didn't look like there was much to it. W- was he trying to set him up, or those just feints? Because the jabs looked a little soft to me. Yeah, I mean he. So that guy had one goal, right? It was to get to the ground. And if you yeah. overcommit on any strike, whether it's a jab or a cross, okay. you know, or a hook, you're leaving yourself open to the shot. And that sure. guy was going legs first, feet first, head first. He didn't care. He just wanted to get it to the mat. So uh, Dan was kind of peppering him, peppering him, just touching him a little bit, maybe either to get him to shoot so he could throw an uppercut, you know, or or a knee. He was fainting knees a couple times. So he was just, you know, uh, he was being smart, not not overcommitting to that. He sure uh, – those front snap kicks, like you said, those were devastating. Um, and, I mean, it, it took him out. Uh, the the card said it was um, it was barely into the second round, 54 seconds into round two when he, yeah. when he ended it. I wasn't sure there was another one when Pueyes went down and the ref is like, get up. You got to oh, get yeah. up. And he answered He answered that time. But you wondered if he got it again, if he was going to be able to answer. And, and he didn't. No, I think he wanted out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was done. Um, are you excited for Hooker? Do you think he's he's back in it? I know he's he's had some struggles a little bit. They talked a little bit about it. What, what do you see coming yeah, up? I hope so. I hope so. I'm not sure where he is in the rankings, but I'd like to see him – you know, get a couple fights that aren't top five guys, you know, maybe somewhere in the top 10 or, or out that direction, get a couple couple more wins and build up his confidence and let him start cracking back at those guys again. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if I can find where he is here. Um, I may not be able to grab it real quick, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that that win helps him out and I'm, I'm hopeful that it gets him moving in the right direction. Yeah, and his losses are all to like the top guys in the division. You know, he fought, yeah. he fought the best guys. Yep, absolutely. Cool. Next fight, man, Frankie Edward, Frankie Edgar and Chris Gutierrez. Um, first of all, I was shocked at how quick this fight was. Um, it's, you know, two minutes, 59 seconds in round one. Yeah. Like I said, they both had a clear path to victory. Um, Chris's stand-up is next level, man. Yeah. He, he is uh, he is phenomenal. I, I had him out to my gym for a seminar, you know, before. And uh, his, his calf kicks, his hands looked great. His knee obviously looked great. But he was, he was moving and twitching and fainting nonstop. Had Frankie guessing from the very beginning. Um, I, I would have wrestled a little sooner, you know, punched my way in, not just shot, but punched to a shot. Frankie's very good at like an overhand to a single leg. Okay. And, and that's something that I think it keeps your head out of the center line. So you're not getting knee in the head. Um, but you know, he, he, he'd got kicked a few times. He'd got hit a few times by the time he took that shot. Uh, you know, sad to see, I'm glad he's done. You know, I, I, oddly enough, there was a, a memory popped up on my phone today from a couple years ago when uh, uh, he had fought and I had talked about Chandler and Gaethje and him and all those guys. And like, how many of these fights can these guys have? How many stand-up wars can they have and it not affect them forever, you know? Yeah. And it, it's just it's impossible that it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I'm glad that he's done and not going to take any more trauma to the head. Hopefully he's, he's good to go and and fine. You know, I'm going to hit him up uh, probably later today, maybe tomorrow. I was, 
I had talked to him before the fight a little bit, but I, I didn't want to bug him right after. But I yeah. definitely want to check on him, see how he is. I also want to message Chris and congratulate him because he looked phenomenal. The knee, it looked like he did a really good job. It it, it seemed to me it was a similar approach to uh, Usman Edwards, where it looked like he set him up and got his head going down and then through the knee. Is that is that how you saw it? Yeah, and he had to know at some point he's going to shoot, right? Like at some point he's going to take a shot on me. Yeah. And, um, man, they say one of the, the things that they say goes as you're getting older first is the wrestling. You know, okay. the, the speed, the speed in the of the wrestling. And um, his shot just kind of looked like, oh, here, here I come. And it was just bang, you know, real quick hip uh, to throw that knee. Yeah, sure, he's being set up for it, but he was also waiting for it. You know, he's just waiting for that time. Did you see, it seemed to me he was, he, and I know this is typical, but it looked like Frankie was, was disputing whether or not he was out at some point. Um, it looked I, like he I was, did not see that. Okay. Uh, I mean, he I was, know. it was clear, but I just wonder if he didn't know what happened and he was like, wait, what's going on? And was kind yeah, I'm of sure he was thinking that for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for Chris. It was sad to see Frankie go out that way, um, especially in front of his family. It was cool. You know, it was cool to see that his family came out to support him like that. It's an ugly way to see, to see a family member go down. If you listen to Joe Rogan in DC during that fight and afterwards, they talk about how brutal this sport is. And that's how all of the best guys in our sport go out. Yes. They, they go out trying to fight more, try, chasing that win. You know, yeah. I don't know how many losses in a row Chuck Liddell had, maybe six. And uh, it, it's just it, it, very, very few people retire on top. Very, very few people do what Khabib did. Right. Not, even, not even on top, but just retire off of a win. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, and I kind of cheated. I, I came back and fought two guys that were not that high level and, and beat them so that my kids could see me fight. You know, they both had as many fights as me. I think they just had shitty records. And, sure. and you know, so I went out there feeling comfortable that I was going to win. I didn't have a, a high level last fight or two. And, and it, it's, it's sad to see, but you know, when you're a fighter, that's what you do. You chase that, you chase that victory, you chase that, that war, you know, and, and unfortunately they all find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was super touched to see how humble Chris was after the fight. Um, that was an emotional win for him. Um, and it seemed as though he was almost, he almost sensed there was a, almost a little bit of guilt um, in, in the way that it went down. Not that yeah, there should be a lot going on, man. I was really shocked to see Mark Henry there last night. So his coach, Mark Henry, that that runs Elevation in in um, Colorado, went to the hospital last week with a super bad staph infection that caused a super bad kidney infection. Okay. When they went into the kidney infection, they found cancer in his kidney. Oh my and god! So he now has to have that removed. Uh, and I guess surgery is going to come up as soon as the infection is a little bit better. But I, I did not expect to see him in his corner last night, and and he was there. So that's one of the reasons he was a little bit, you know, the way he was. He talked about it after the fight a little bit. But I knew ahead of time because I follow Mark, and I was reading uh, his post when he was in the hospital. Super glad that, that that they caught that, you know, and that that brought him to the hospital to get his kidney checked just to find that. So blessings for him and. You know, hopefully everything's okay and 
Yeah, for sure. We'll get back at it. For sure. I think that brings us to uh, the fight of the night. I did it. I, I'm not seeing it here. Did Poirier Chandler, did it earn fight of the night? Yeah. Man, what a what a war. I think this went exactly like everybody. Well, I think the first two rounds were exactly like what everybody thought it was going to be. Um, just two guys going in there, just just banging on each other. Although the, now that I think about it, you know, I, were you surprised to see Chandler go on the ground so much in round two? No. No, I mean, he can dominate there, right? And I was, I was, it was unfortunate that he didn't go there in round three, you know. But he gets, like I said, man, he gets tired. He's so muscular yeah. and fights so hard that he gasses and and it takes it out of him. And I I can see the second it happens in the fight that happened in the first round, you yeah. know. And unfortunately, he came out and got the takedown in the second round and dominated that position. He ended up getting that. Dagestani handcuff where his arm was tied behind his back and was kind of beating him up from there. And uh, Dustin complained afterwards, said that he had grabbed in his mouth to lift up. I, I want to say, because I've done it, that he was reaching for the chin to lift the chin to go under and okay. his hand in his mouth. Whether he went in the mouth in per- on purpose or not, I don't know. Um, when I fought Pat Milicic the the second time, I cut him open with the first punch of the fight. And then we were on the ground for nine minutes. And he didn't do anything to me. He hadn't been punching me at all. And I literally, because I was a street fighter, took my thumb and I was digging into the cut of his eye, trying to make the cut bigger. <laughs> and he said, that's a pussy way to win a fight, Brennan. And I was like, well, you're, you're so laying on me. You know, right. at the time I was only a blue belt in jujitsu and I couldn't, I couldn't sub him. I couldn't get up. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I feel where he's coming from, you know, if he did do it on purpose, but uh I, I I tend to believe he wasn't, but Dustin, you know, Dustin thinks he was. Yeah, it's hard to know that the ankle and and it was the it wasn't the first shot that they showed on the replay. It was the second one, and you could clearly see that his hand was pretty deep in his mouth, um, yeah. tr- trying to pull that up. And then um, I think it was at the end of round two um, there was an exchange between Chandler and the ref because Chandler Chandler was hammer fisting what it looked like on the back of his head. And even yeah. see Chandler look up and say it's not not on the back of his head, and you could see Dustin going like, "Come on, are we really doing this right now?" I, to me, it looked like it was clear on the back of his head. What what did you see? Yeah, some of them were on the back of the head. I hate that rule because if you're punching someone in the side of the head and they turn their back to you, they turn their head, and now you're yeah. punching in the back of the head, you get one, you know, and then you can't yeah. anymore. It's a, it's like putting your hand down to not get kneed in the face. Don't turn your head around if you don't want to get punched in the back of the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. He sure. was facing him. His hips were facing him. It wasn't on his back. And, yep. and he had that arm trapped and he was turning away so that he would he was punching the back of the head. So yes, he was, and yes, it's illegal. I just think it's uh, you know, I don't like that that uh game to play, you know, t- turning your head so that you can't get punched. I mean, yes, I I guess it's a you're you're abiding by the rules, but um and yes. Chandler was breaking the rules. I don't know if he thought he was hitting the ear or not, but I know that he gets excited. He's a very, very, very emotional fighter. Yeah. And Dustin said before that he he uh, he finds it hard to believe that he won't be able to get, drag him into a dogfight, you know. And if he if he fights him like he fought Gaethje, he's I'm going to clean him up. And and he didn't. 
He did fight him like that at one point, and they both were back and forth. He didn't clean him up until they got to the ground, you know, when, yeah. when he finally got his back. And Chandler made a big mistake rushing to the back. You know, he should have stayed behind him and, and hung out behind him and beat him up, and he jumped in with one hook and tried to put in the other. And uh, and Poirier caught his foot and did an escape that James Krause actually was showing at his gym a lot, and, and he did it perfectly and got out. Now he was on top. And, and that was that was what set up the rear naked at the end, right? Yeah. Was that when he he spun around and ended up coming out on top? Yeah. Okay. So it went from Chandler being on Poirier's back to Poirier being on Chandler's yeah. back, and Poirier said, "Here, let me show you. Let me show you how to finish." That was so slick, yeah. <laughs> and he did. He did get it in there, um, boy. Um, I think Chandler, not to take anything away from him, because he's one of my favorite fighters. I think he. I think he had a moment in time where he wanted out also. His nose got broken badly, and it, when it got hit, you watched the blood shoot out the side of his face from the punch. Yeah. Yep. From the rest of the time, he couldn't breathe. Yep. And I think there was a split moment in there where he wanted out of there because he had he had Charles Oliveira on his back for almost a whole round and didn't get choked. you know. And then Poirier took his back and choked him pretty fast. Poirier's a stud, but Charles Oliveira also choked Poirier. Yep. Um, and so – I think I kind of saw it. I was like, oh, man, he, he looks like he's going to give him his neck. And and it kind of looked like he did, but I don't know. Poirier, after the fight, talked about jujitsu and and potentially it was interpreted that he was throwing some shade over Makachev's way about about his jujitsu. Um, I, I think, you know, if, if Makachev and Poirier end up going at it, I think that's going to be an interesting fight. And I think it'll be interesting to see what Poirier's jiu-jitsu does look like. I know Makachev, they announced it during the fight. Um, uh, that, that deal with uh, Volkanovski's a done deal now. I think that's happening in February. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think I think Makachev beats Dustin on the ground as well. Dustin's got a great guillotine, but his overall game, I think it's going to look like Khabib you know, or, or Oliveira getting behind him and, and choking him. Yeah. Um, that's how I see that fight if it does take place. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We've got a little, little bit of time. Makachev's got somebody else in front of him. So. So looking at Esparza and Zhang Wei Li, um, were you surprised at how this went down? Um, yes and no. So Josh Hinger, uh, one of my old students, was in John Wayne Ling's corner. Okay. And uh, he's got phenomenal jiu-jitsu. He's a three-time world champion. And I didn't know that he was training with her, but, boy, it looked like it because when she got her back, that's his game. He takes people's back and strangles them. He's got yeah. guillotines, real great, real great guillotines, and a nasty rear naked choke, and that's what happened. She – she scrambled to her back uh, twice, and uh, on that one, it was like she said that choke nicely. That was a great. She, Jean, oh, go ahead. She just dominated her from the start. You know, Carla got hit a couple times, and I think she got a takedown, but instantly was kind of John Wayne Ling was looking for armbar triangle kind of setup a little bit, and I think the round ended right. Did it was did it go the second round? It did go in the second round. Yeah, yeah. So so it ended I think with with Carla either on top or they had just got back to the feet, I think, and Zhang Wei Li threw a couple punches and then the round ended. And then you could see in Carla's face, like, crap, like, she does hit hard. She's hard to take down. 
yeah. can't really do any damage to her on the ground because Carla does do a lot of damage to girls when she is on top and wasn't able to do much. And uh, next round, where does it start? Back on the feet. And and sure enough, she kind of took a head outside single, which you don't ever want to do because it's easy to get the back off of that. And that's right. what she did. She scrambled to her back off of that. And So the stats are interesting. They There's only one takedown credited in the fight, and that was for Carla. Um, I thought there was more than that. I feel I, – and maybe it was just the way that they went down, but the so only they one – the, They might not have counted the final ground exchange as a takedown because Carla shot. She spun behind and ended up behind her kind of in a crucifix position and then uh, caught the rear naked choke from there. So yeah. no one really had a dominant position from the takedown. So maybe that's why. Did Carla tap quick? Yeah. Did it seem a little too quick for you? I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I again, the defense for the rear naked choke in the UFC is this. Yeah. Everyone waits. Like, no one hand fights. No one does yeah. No one does yeah. anything. They wait, wait, like, crap, it's on. Yep, that sucks. What? And then they tap. You know, yeah. and so there's not a lot of hand fighting, moving the arm, you know, None of that. You rarely see that. Well, and and to attest to Zhang Weili's strength, I sent you a clip earlier this week of Zhang Weili um, in a in a training session with Nganu, and yeah. she's you know walking through, takes a couple steps in, and then straight up goes in and picks up Nganu by his chest and starts to put him on her shoulder. <laughs> like he's not 293 pounds. And I was just shocked. I mean, I, I showed that to my wife and was just trying to, you know, it was just amazing to see somebody that's five, five, four, I think. And, you know, a buck 25, I guess, you know, walking around, whatever she was at, picking right. up a almost 300 pound in Ganu and, and putting him on her shoulder. Even in Ganu was like, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah, so I'm wondering if that strength played into, you know, getting that rear naked in and, and how, how tight it was. For sure. She's for sure super jacked. Like, she is yeah. super jacked. So yeah. I'm sure she's very strong. And they fight at 15, right? They fight yes. 115 pounds. So yep. God knows she probably walks around at 35 maybe. Okay. But, at yeah, she's she looks like a tank. Uh, significant strikes was interesting. Um, total strikes, 42 for Zhang Wei Li, 19 for Esparza, but significant strikes, 37 to 6 for yeah. Zhang Wei Li. I mean, she out, she kind of outfought her all she throughout did. the... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I I, I kind of wonder what that, what that division looks like now because now we're just playing around Robin with the belt. You know, these three ladies, Esparza, Zhang Wei Li, and of course Rose, it just seems like they're just it's just in a circle of, of who's taking the belt from who. Right. So I don't know. I guess they, they talked about Rose fighting her, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's I, but see so they've they've gone up twice and they're one apiece, is that right? Rose and Zhang Wei Li? Uh no, I think I think Rose beat her both times. She knocked okay. her out one time with a head kick, and then she she beat her by decision the second time. Yeah, then, that's right. You're right. And then that Carla was Rose's... Beat Rose for the belt, and now Rose. Yes. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know where that division goes from there, but Dana's going to have to get cr- creative because I don't think 
I mean, they're exciting fights, but I don't know that we want to just see those three ladies, you know, fight. Well, Maybe they go get somebody else. Some of them are exciting. Carla and Rose are not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, that brings us to um, the, the the main event, the second of two title fights, Alex Pereira and Adesanya. Pereira um, takes him out with two minutes and 59 seconds left in the third round, TKO. Um, first question I'll ask you was, did, did the ref stop? What's fifth. that? Fifth. What did I say? Third. Oh, yeah, yeah, fifth. Excuse me, yes. Um, was it an early stoppage? No. Um, he even said he trusts his corner, so his corner must have told him that it also wasn't an early stoppage. It, it, I have a stoppage like that as well where I was still standing, and, and as soon as the ref stopped the fight, I was like, what, what? And then I missed the 22 punches that landed on me in between then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was bummed for him. I'm not even an Adesanya fan. I was bummed for him because I was cheering him on during the fight because he looked good. He was doing everything he needed to do. He was staying long. He was landing. What I didn't like was he didn't throw one teep. He didn't throw one push kick. When he was getting back to yeah. the fence and getting walked down and he yeah. was getting in his range, he'd reach out and grab his hands, which was ballsy but he was doing it it was working he was getting out but he, he never threw one just to keep him away just yeah and, push that back yeah just just for a little bit of distance or, or anything um he talked about so everyone thought that he got a leg a uh, uh, kick checked and that's why he fell and went backwards he said that he kicked his peroneal nerve which is the nerve i talk about all the time that yeah. those calf kicks kill and that's why he did that backwards roll and that he was kind of, you know, a little bit off balance since that point. Possible. Um, it did look weird when he stepped back and and fell and did a backward roll. And then you rewatch and he, he didn't get hit. So uh, I just felt like he didn't respect Pereira's power enough at the end of the fight when he was backed up against the fence. You know, he let him come in and throw and tried to cover. And, bro, that's not a guy you're going to cover on with four-ounce sure. gloves, you know? Yeah. He should have known already what his power was like. And and I, I he was winning the fight. You know, he was he looked great. And so I feel like he backed off a little bit and was kind of kind of coast in and bring it into the to the finish line and end up eating, you know, end up eating a lot of punches. A lot. How, how did you have this fight scored going into the fifth Three round? 3-1. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, that that we won, and I think it was the was it the second that Pereira won or the first. I'm trying to remember. I feel like it might have been the second. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember looking back I, now, but yeah, I had it three one, and I felt like he had done enough for sure to win. The uh, they spent they spent more time on the ground than I anticipated, um, and it didn't look like either of them were very comfortable there. Yeah, correct. It, it didn't. Uh, Adesanya did a lot of good wrestling things once he was on the ground. His wrestling to the ground wasn't great, but he did a lot of dragging and weight forward. And and every time Pereira would start to stand back up, it would drag him back down by the weight. And then yeah. he had a, a wrist control, which was stopping him from posting to get up. And he did he did some good things from there. 
no clue on how to take someone's back and choke them. You know, yeah. uh, put put five other guys. Put uh, who's the put Whitaker, you know, or someone else like that on someone's back like that. Yeah. And they're going to go hooks in and, and choke him, you yeah. know, and that's a wrap. And, yeah. but instead he, he, uh, beat him up, kind of hovered around a little bit, wrestled him a lot and, and did well right there, but he didn't have good enough takedowns to let him back up and have to do it again the next round. You know, he needed to, to, to get him out of there. And unfortunately he didn't. Yeah, my 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 son had a bunch of kids over and they were watching and they all came down pretty bummed too. I was I'll be honest, uh, I, I don't have anything against Adesanya, but I thought it was kind of exciting to see Pereira come in there and and uh, I mean he he four lives. Four what's fight. that? Four UFC fights. For, yeah, or, or or not even four UFC fifth. fights. I don't know. Fifth yeah. total fight. That was his fifth total fight, and yeah. and he's got hardware now. And you know that that kid is that guy's living rent free in Adesanya's mind for a long time right now. <laughs> yeah, like like Adesanya, they asked at the press conference that's who he wants next. Dana said we have to respect him. You know that that most likely that he'll give him that next. But man, how do you how do you start camp thinking? Okay, this guy's now beat me three times. Yeah. You know, this is my, he's, he's his Pat Militich, you know, yes. I had a draw with him, but I had a draw on two losses, a split decision, you know, and, and, uh, but, but I still want that fourth fight. Yeah. Right. So yeah. of course, Adesanya wants that fourth fight because the fourth one is all that matters. You know, if, if he wins one of them, that's all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter the four five, six before that. He's now the champion again, and get out of my get out of my way. You know, yeah. had he put him away last night, or had he beat him last night, he'd have moved back, and he wouldn't have had to mess with him again for a long time. You know, because of how fast he got there, he would have yeah. gone back just as fast. You yeah. know, but now he's there to stay and and getting championship money. It's it's exciting. You know, we we looked at what Hamzat just did, and now we've got Prayer that did the same thing. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're. Uh, we're seeing some some new fresh blood coming in, you know, yep. and it's uh, it's exciting. It's pretty it's pretty cool to see. Well, obviously, we should we should touch on this. This is a little bit of a different format than what we normally do. Tell tell everyone where you're at right now. Yeah, so I'm still I'm in Chicago right now uh, here for Lucas's fight next Friday night. Um, I'm actually getting ready to go pick him up from the airport, but we are uh, we're we're mobile right now. That's why we're doing it this way and and trying it out. And hopefully, you know, I can start to get some guests on this way as well. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. Ho hopefully, it uh, turns out good. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic, but I think it's going to work <laughs> out. It's going to work out. So I that in you. what's that? I believe in you. <laughs> so this week you're picking up Luke, and uh, what's what's the week look like for you? We'll finish off with that. Um, he'll probably, you know, he'll get here and be about uh, maybe 10, 10 pounds over. And we'll just kind of have a, an easy first couple of days and and keep his weight down, do some some training. We have a little, we have a circuit that we do every every camp. You know, every time we go to work out, we have an exact thing that we do. And uh, he's he's got it down to a science now. He gets He gets his weight on weight the day before weigh-ins nice. and then he's, he's, he drinks and eats little bits for the next 24 hours and makes weight, but that way he's never dying. He, he kind of, he kind of just gets his weight down. 
and nice. still is able to put 20 back on after weigh-ins. It's not like uh, he does; he has a hard time putting it back on after taking it off at the end slowly like that. Right. Um, he still comes back at 164, 5, 6, somewhere in that range. It's awesome. And so, you guys have some press conferences and some things with we'll that. We'll have a, a rules meeting. He'll have a bunch of media stuff to do. Uh, we're in a beautiful hotel in Chicago overlooking – what looks like the ocean, but it's like Michigan, but you can't see yeah. the other side of it. It's, it's gigantic. Huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really nice place. So super stoked to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure everyone, I can speak for a lot of people saying we're definitely pulling for Luke and for your team. And, and uh, we're excited to see what happens this weekend. So thank you. Um, okay. I think, I think that's it. Anything else before we go? No, thank you guys. We'll, uh, we'll, once this one's posted shortly after you'll start to see the, uh, the reels for the Bellator 288 card coming up this Friday night. Thanks for rolling. It is all over. Just.